eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Christopher Stock joined so Christopher Stock is here, joined by me, David Lake. Uh, a little flustered, I guess, because I am recording from the press box at Hard Rock Stadium. I still have my mask on, so if I sound a little muffled, that's the reason why. But wanted to get an instant reaction to you guys. Uh, just some of our quick takeaways from the spring game, what we saw, uh, some of our quick feelings before we watch the game again, and kind of have more informed opinions on it. Um, Chris, I don't think we should bury the lead. Uh, I think we should start with the quarterbacks, right? I, I think, in my opinion, both Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia had strong, strong days. I think Garcia will probably get most of the headlines, but Tyler Van Dyke also had a very strong day. Um, what, what was your thoughts? Let's just start with Tyler Van Dyke, since he did start – the spring game with the first team. What did he show you today? Yeah, he moved the ball. He didn't get the ball downfield too often, but his completion percentage was good on that first drive. Moved the ball down the field, and then he had a couple incompletions there um, that ended that drive. But, you know, overall, I think he's got to be feeling pretty good about his performance. It was solid. Um, I, I think he moved, the, like I said, he moved the ball downfield. Um, he avoided the anything big. Um, any, any big negative plays. So I think it was a solid day for Tyler. So these are just unofficial stats, right? But I had Van Dyke at 12 of 17 for 102 yards and one touchdown. Uh, I'll say the thing that I liked about Tyler Van Dyke is his willingness to stand tough in the pocket. Uh, he kind of stayed in there when, when the rushers were hunkering down on him. Uh, you touch on it. His accuracy, I thought, was very strong. He made an impressive throw. I think it was on his first drive where there was a, a rusher right in his face. He kind of flicked the ball outside the hashes uh, with timing on a completion near the sideline to Mike Harley to pick up a first down. Overall, I thought Tyler had a very strong day. Um, definitely looks like he can be a dependable quarterback in the future. Nothing wrong with that. You touched on it. Didn't really push the ball downfield like maybe you'd hope to see. I think that's an area of his game he can he can kind of work on to improve. Um, but in terms of the intermediate passing game and the short passing game, I thought Van Dyke had a nice day. Uh, Jake Garcia, 
um, probably the star of the day, right? Um, unofficial stats, 19 of 25 for 255 yards and two touchdowns. Um, did do a nice job of pushing the ball down the field. What did you like about Jake, Chris? Yeah, Jake stayed in there, made some throws. You talked about through some passes to wide receivers. Good productive day for Jake. Definitely looked like he belongs at the college level, which is exactly what we've been hearing throughout the spring. Yeah, I mean, Jake, early enrollee freshman, stepped in, uh, you know, kind of got off to a slow start. I think that was a little bit of a product of um, starting with the second team offense. Uh, once he got in with the first team, once he got those reps, he really started taking off and started dicing up the first team defense. So uh, Jake, I think, had a, had a great day. Could have been even better um, if one of his early passes, a very nice deep ball to D. Wiggins, was reeled in. Uh, I think it's questionable on whether or not if replay did ex exist for this game, if it would have been ruled a catch. At, at the end of the day, but that's that's neither here or there. It was incomplete today. Um, but overall, Jake had a nice day too. I want to note that um, in pregame, Derek King was uh, warming up or, or going through warm-ups uh, just as a, like a stationary thrower. He didn't dress out or anything like that, but he was helping the quarterbacks warm up, and he was tossing the ball at 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards, all the way up to 30 yards throwing with nice zip on the ball. And uh, I guess just what I'm saying is no knee brace looked perfectly healthy doing that. Again, not, not a terribly taxing thing for a college level quarterback to do, but considering he is rehabbing his way back from an ACL injury, he did look good doing all that. Um, how about the skill guys? Anyone catch your attention there, Chris? Yeah, it was good to see Charleston Rambo, not just, make catches it was it was everything it was kind of down the field it was some tough catches it was I really like the sequence when he caught the four in a row it shows that he can just kind of really be that dependable receiver certainly we've been talking about him all, all spring just seems like a guy that's going to jump right in and, and certainly we saw that and and honestly like let's give credit where it's due and, and I know a lot of people are critical of D Wiggins and Mark Pope but both guys had over 50 yards 50 yard catches on the day I think that was great I know Dees was right at the end but you got to like that big playability and we've talked about their speed. So it was good that they hauled those in. And then obviously Keyshawn Smith, two touchdowns. It was good to see, and just a quiet guy, Dante Johnson. Good to see him get some reps. So all the skill guys did well. I thought, um, you know, Jalen Knight with the touchdown and then Cam Harris didn't have a lot of carries, but looked solid. I don't think it was a lost day for him. Yeah. Charleston Rambo, I think in the first quarter, he had six catches for 67 yards. So he got plenty of targets early and showed what he can do. You mentioned Mark Pope, D. Wiggins, having productive days. That's definitely good to see. It was really good to see them bounce back because they both had bad drops early. I think it was both first quarter drops on what would have been potentially big plays. Um, so, yeah, good to see them bounce back, have big days. I think Mark Pope went for over 100 yards on his day. Um, how about the offensive line, Chris? I thought they had a very nice, clean day. Um, there was one safety. Um, I think it was in the third quarter. I believe it was DeAndre Johnson beating Zion Nelson around the edge for, for what turned out to be a sack safety. Um, but, but besides that play, I thought the offensive line, both the first and second teams were, were pretty solid. 
Yeah, they they definitely seem to keep the defensive line off of them. Um, it felt like the quarterbacks had plenty of time to throw most most of the time. It felt like maybe if there was a couple sacks, it was just that the quarterbacks either held it too long for whatever reason, maybe as coverage downfield or just held it too long on their parts. But I think it was a solid day for them. And um, one thing, we just didn't see a lot of the running game today. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more with that. And it didn't necessarily have to be Jalen and Cam just pounding it a bunch. But, you know, there is a drop off when Cashwell goes in. So um, I, I understand why there wasn't that. Um, but it definitely would have been nice to see because I, we've talked about that being a point of emphasis. So I would have liked to see the run game a little bit more, but the offensive line stayed on their feet for the most part. And like I said, they provided protection uh, most of the day without problems. Yeah. Jalen Knighton definitely had the big play of the day in terms of the running game. I think it was, was it about a 27 yard touchdown run? Do you remember Chris? I forget. Yeah, it was the... exactly 27. And I had video yeah. clips of kind of the top plays on, on my Twitter account and it's on our yeah. website too. Check out so. all that. And uh, one thing I noticed about that play was Jalen Rivers was rotated in with the first team at left guard. Uh, Knighton's run, I don't know if it was necessarily sprung by Jalen Rivers, but it was to that side of the offensive line. So something to keep in mind with that. Um, Defensively, you know, I don't know what, what we can necessarily take. I think on that side of the ball, there was a lot of missing key pieces there. I think the depth in the secondary was definitely hampered by injuries. Um, I guess, what what do you, did anyone flash on the defensive side of the ball to you, Chris? Not really, to be honest. I, I think maybe you're, you're looking at, you know, okay, when you're looking at defense, you're trying to evaluate the top guys, the guys they expect to count on for the season. And, you know, there were times that Stevenson, Tyreek Stevenson, you know, he had the two penalties on the first drive, giving up some pass plays. And we've kind of been hearing that, you know, he's kind of given up some plays. And I felt like today he did that as well. Um, I know they had that kind of like combo in the end zone with him. And I think it was Gervin Hall um, where they, I think it was mm -hmm. on the third down play. They did a good job on there. But, you know, I, I think you're kind of looking at those top guys, you know, Corey Flagg, certainly we've talked about him quite a bit. It looks like he's going to be the guy there at middle linebacker. And, um, you know, Avante Williams flash, you saw right. why people are excited about him. Um, you know, I, I think that there were some plays here and there, but it wasn't that overwhelming. You know, some guys had sacks. You mentioned DeAndre Johnson, good to see, but it felt like I think each of the sacks, um, I, I think each of the guys that had one only had the one sack. So it wasn't like this crazy great performance by anybody individually on defense. But like you said at the very beginning, we're certainly going to go back and watch film and, and maybe there will be some things that stand out a little bit more. One thing to note, you know, obviously you never want to see injuries in the spring game. Uh, DJ Ivy did appear to pick up an injury of some sort. He was, when the scrimmage was over, he was on crutches. I believe he had like a boot on his right foot, right lower leg. So that'll be something to monitor. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but definitely something to monitor. Um, Chris, what did you make? So when the starters went out there for whatever it's worth, right, on defense, at weak side linebacker, it was Keontre Smith. What do you make of that? Well, I think it kind of what stood out to me was afterwards, Corey Flagg was one of the players that talked to the media and he said he likes playing with him. Um, he really enjoys that. And we'll see how this thing's going to work out. Um, it was noted, you know, move, making that move from strike over to Will and and we'll see how, how he does. He definitely, if you like, if you start to think about it, he has the most experienced over there. You know, you know, Avery Huff is, is 
seemingly like seemingly done well in the spring, but he's not as experienced as Keontra. So it's not that surprising if you think of it. Um, mm-hmm. And also we don't know exactly when the move was made. I know it was reported or Manny Diaz finally addressed it late in the spring, but we don't know exactly when the move was made. So maybe he's been getting a little bit more reps than maybe what you realize. So I, I'm not that surprised and they like him and, and we'll see how it goes. And I think the big thing, obviously, if they're going flag and, and Smith there, you know, not a lot of size at that spots um, at those spots. So we'll see how that works together, but certainly he, he's in the mix and, you know, Sam Brooks, once he gets healthy, um, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of make up for lost time. Cause it was a lost spring for him. Yeah. Amari Carter also rotated in with the first team at striker along with Gilbert Frierson. You know, I think when, when you and I both watch, right, we'll be, we'll be definitely looking closer at the defensive side of the ball. I know me specifically, I will be looking closely at that defensive line group because I am curious, you know, what that group has to offer. Um, You know, I mentioned, I thought Miami's offensive line looked good. I do wonder in the back of my head, in the back of my mind, how much is that because maybe the defensive line is not at the level that we've seen at Miami the last couple of years. So it could be somewhere in the middle there. Um, but on the rewatch, I definitely want to give the defensive line a closer look and have a better handle on, you know, just how Zach McLeod, DeAndre Johnson, uh, Jafari Harvey, and uh, Cam Williams, I guess, specifically look at, at those edge spots. I'm curious, Chris, did you, because I didn't really notice him all that much, did you m- notice Jafari Harvey much? Did, did he catch your attention at all? No, not really, to be honest. And like you said, going back over film, but, you know, uh, that, that could be a, a thing, you know. Maybe yeah. it's, it's not just that we overlooked him. Maybe he just didn't make plays or, or, you know, it could go either way. So definitely looking forward to seeing those guys. And I think without question, this group definitely feels like it's going to be a committee. Um, I yeah. think that Manny Diaz hinted at that during the sp- at the end of the spring, just that he feels like maybe they're going to have more depth, um, or they're just going to rely on their depth as opposed to last year with with Quincy and Jalen rightfully getting a majority of the snaps. So, I think they're going to hope that they can get the production that they want from the group, as a um, as opposed to maybe individually. And I think Jafari's part of that. It just doesn't seem like anyone's really separated themselves. And maybe you look at a guy like DeAndre. Johnson, who has experience, but just wasn't used that much this spring because he was out with health and safety protocols. So maybe he emerges to that top spot, right. um, a clear-cut top spot. But as far as Harvey goes, yeah, it is, I just didn't see it. You mentioned Avante Williams. I thought he definitely flashed early in, in the spring game. Not sure he necessarily sustained that level over the course of the game, and that could be due to youth and, and all that stuff. But he definitely flashed early being very active, showing a lot of speed and and was around the ball early. I do think, you know, I don't want to sound like we're banging on the defense. I think it is worth noting that, you know, they were missing key guys like Bubba Bolden. Obviously Nesta Jade Silvera has been out the entire spring. He will be a big boost to the defensive line when he returns for fall camp. So they were missing some key players and, and also just key depth in general, plenty of backups. You know, a guy like Takori Couch, who, you know, was probably going to be fighting for starting cornerback job. Would have been nice to see him today, but he was held out due to injury. Um, special teams, you know, Andres Borregales stepped up big time, went 303 for field goals. Um, 
Miami Hurricanes fans know after what that 2019 uh, season, 18 season, I forget now, but just how important kicking is. Um, looks like Andres is going to be uh, dependable just like his brother was, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, it seems like I think the, the biggest thing that, that Diaz said about him, just he's a guy that's um, – he takes he, the, the moment's not too big for him. And obviously everything changes under the lights and game situations, but they just feel like he's a mature freshman that can handle it. And every time we saw opportunities today, uh, he was the one getting them. And what stands out to me too is kickoffs look good. So looks like he'll be a four-year starter for Miami. Um, I know they talked about Camden Price at one time competing. It just doesn't feel like there's much competition. It feels like it's his job. So let's put a bow on this. Let's end this thing on a positive note right? Instant reaction. Let's pull it back. Big picture. Let's, let's each highlight maybe something we feel like we've learned about this 2021 team that is positive um, over the course of the spring. I'll let you go first, Chris. Yeah, I think you're looking at the wide receiver position and the fact that the, the addition of Charleston Rambo, you know, he had some attention coming into it and you wondered how it was really going to fit in, but you know, by all accounts, he was productive. We saw it in the spring game that he can make catches. I think you're still looking for more improvement at the wide receiver position. We kept hearing Mike Harley was doing well. And then, like I said today, you know, D Wiggins and Mark Pope had 50 yard catches. So that's a positive for them. And, and Mark was also used a little bit more. And I know that, you know, the drop thing. So maybe there's some improvement there and Keyshawn Smith again, he did well there. He's a guy that everyone's counting on. So I think at the wide receiver position, the tight end was completely lost. Running backs we didn't hear enough of. Um, the injury to Don Chaney. And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest positive that I'll take, that that maybe there's – you get the addition of, of Rambo, looks like he can be a productive player, and then um, you're hoping for the improvements um, from Pope and Wiggins. So so that's good to see. And also the development of a guy like Keyshawn because you want somebody you want somebody in that young group to step up. And it felt like he was the, the one, the biggest one during the spring. Although I'm, I'm not going to lie, I think Xavier Restrepo, um, his performances and the way yeah. people talk about him, look, you know, maybe doubted coming into high school or coming into college, but seven stands out, you know, so yeah, yeah, he does the ball. And I think that's, uh, that's productive. So some, some more, increased positive play from the wide receiver group, I think is the biggest thing they can take away in terms of 2021. Obviously the quarterback position, there were positive signs there, but um, I don't see them being a factor this year if Derek's healthy. Well, that's where I'll go with it though. I, I do think uh, that is the biggest thing we've learned just in terms of, I don't remember a time when Miami's quarterback room has been this strong in terms of depth. Miami in 2021 is going to have three quarterbacks on the roster that can function the offense. Um, and, and of course, De'Eric King is head and shoulders still ab above Jake Garcia and Tyler Van Dyke. Um, but Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia are, are backup quarterbacks that if, if Miami has to turn to them, uh, the team can be confident in. And I think Miami had that last year with Nikosi Perry but I don't know the last time Miami's felt that way about three guys. And I think they have reason to feel that way about three guys going into 2021. It is the most important position in all of sports. And so if you have quality depth there, I don't think that's something to overlook. And, um, you know, I think the future, obviously too, very exciting with Jake and, and Tyler. 
still going to be battling it out and pushing each other uh, to improve and develop. So anything else, Chris, or should we get on out of here? No, that's about it. Yeah, there's a lot to, to get to. And, and obviously, you know, ch keep checking out the website and looking forward to like, this is just an instant reaction. We'll have plenty more um, working on stuff as we're talking, to be honest with you. So yeah, a lot of coverage and a lot to get to a lot, a lot of things. And it doesn't end today. You know, we we'll have plenty of stuff throughout the rest of this month and off season workouts will start soon. And, and we want Bama. You do. <laughs> Bama game right around the corner up next but yeah check out the website uh we'll have plenty of reaction coverage of the spring game and um like chris said we'll, we'll have a, a more in-depth podcast we'll shoot for tuesday on that after we watch the game with a more uh analytical eye but yeah wanted to get this instant reaction out to you guys and um thanks for listening take care chris thanks man Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.